From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. This is indeed the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to welcome in Jane Lee, God's Heart and Hands Ministry. Thank you. It's also great to be. Also a math tutor. Was, was, <laughs> and uh, when we were off air, Jane was teaching me elementary <laughs> mathematics. Now we're talking about college students and how different it is for them now versus a generation ago. They're, the cost. Yeah, they're, they're, I, we were talking about, I, I remember when I was in college, you could, you could get a part-time job and pretty much pay for college. Mm-hmm. And at a public university uh, the private universities were almost always you know you you had to have something else going on oh wait so those but, numbers that we were talking about when minimum wage was a dollar 13 an hour and you were one out of four people sharing a two-bedroom apartment it was 50 dollars a month that not only paid your rent but that also paid for college you were doing that off that minimum wage job yeah <gasps> well, wow college was the the, the the all the uc system and and uh, uh, state universities were tuition free that was the master plan of education that was put into place by Governor Pat Brown, mm-hmm. a, a, a very devout Catholic. Um, and in the 60s, it, he had this master plan for education, and it guaranteed at all the state universities and all the UCs. All the UCs as well. So, wow. and, and, and the community colleges were free as well. So mm-hmm. virtually every public college or university in the state was free tuition it wasn't nothing else was free you still had to buy your books right uh you had to pay for your food or whatever if you know you had to pay for your dorm room or whatever right but but there was no tuition and then we eventually broke the code and and just dribbled in a little bit of tuition and then a little bit more and now it's uh it's 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 a steep it's a steep climb for a lot of people it's almost out of reach i would say if you're not willing to take on extreme amount of debt well, it's there's a, a fair amount of uh, student aids the state mm-hmm. of california is pretty good in terms of they have cal grants and a mm-hmm. grant and they're all based on on need some of them are based on scholarship i believe but mm-hmm. most of them are based on need um and a grant is a grant it, it is what it means mm-hmm. uh, that it's for it you don't pay that back but then you you nobody gets turned away Mm-hmm. But some of them end up with a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? How? How? It seems quickly, although sixty years is is a long time, mind you. But what a different model for the state and for your populace. And you think of when he did that. Look at the the boom in the economy California oh, has yeah. enjoyed. And, and that, of course, was for in-state people. I, I, I suspect there was out-of-state tuition. Right. Otherwise, the, 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 our universities would have been overrun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to see why why that that would, that would be a, uh, interesting scholarly research is why did we go away from it who who pushed that why was it mm-hmm. is it just economics and it, it got just forced on us or mm-hmm. or was it change in philosophy so it's fascinating and look you know God's heart and hands ministry looks at everything through the lens of parenthood. And the, 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 we as parents stand between God and our children and, and like the fourth commandment, top three are about God, bottom six are about human behavior, and, and parents are in the middle. We bridge the two. And then talking about college, it's, it's, it's different, very much different, and to where it's, a, it's almost becoming a limiting factor for what 
what children can do as far as college and what's going to be on the other end if they do if they do get loans or so on and then how it impacts their financial future but you have a whole slew of college students right now four yeah. right right you've kind of got a tribe in there so how how is it i, I imagine you guys are not taking on a huge amount of college debt or <laughs> maybe you are having four of them how can you not you know but you know that you know you know that could be a side uh, consulting business for you guiding parents yeah. through this because it's but we we want to set our kids up long term we're, we're actually called to that as a, in the fourth commandment honor thy father and mother but the other piece is that we have an important job to help our kids for the future sure. and when the when the water's rising higher and higher that's when it's part of being God's heart and hands. It goes back to God. Yeah. We have to start with God. We have to put Him first. Like, okay, how do we how do we make this work? And it's amazing the miracles yeah, that can you, happen. You, you just you know, I've I've always said to my kids, and, uh, and my wife has too, is you know, chase your dream, and if it if it's possible, we'll help you. Mm -hmm. And if it's possible, and it's a good dream. Um, as opposed to saying, oh, well, we'll never have enough money for you to do that, like to go mm -hmm. to a certain college or, a certain, you know, um, so don't even think about it. I, I said, no, go ahead, apply, apply to Stanford or right. uh, wherever, Harvard, and, and, and see what happens, you know, and, um, but, but it, it's, it's always in God's hands. But it's interesting because, um, I remember a few years ago there was a sort of a, a, uh, a workshop of, uh, and it, it represented all the Catholic colleges and universities, mm -hmm. in the country, most of them in the country, and they would kind of go from city to city and have a symposium or something and, and oh, brochures okay. and, and ask questions. Information and, night. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we had some of them on as, as guests, and, they, and a lot of it was financials. And it was, and of course, you are very definitely even at a private university, whether it's Catholic or or just a private university like Stanford doesn't have a religious affiliation, but it's a private university, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to Notre Dame, which has the religious affiliation. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, they're all eligible for federal loans, and uh, it's, it's there's no saying, well, you it's we, separation of church and state. We can't loan right. you m federal money to go learn philosophy uh, theology or okay. uh, the, but they can uh, the GI there was a big fight with the GI Bill uh, people came out of World War II and they wanted to go to Notre Dame or USF or St. Mary's or Santa Clara mm -hmm. and, and there were people saying no yeah, you can't use federal money mm -hmm. to go to a religious institution and fortunately the court said yes you can you earn that money you can spend it whichever college you want to spend it on okay and but a lot of the catholic universities pointed out currently that between their financial aid and their endowments because mm -hmm. of, like a, a notre dame has a very large endowment which provides grants that they could pretty much match what most of the public schools were in terms of cost even though their tuition, when you just see it, if you Google it and right. you see what their tuition is, you go, ooh, boy, that's way higher, that they were able to, to in most cases, match uh, what the public universities, you know, the package. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Otherwise, and they couldn't survive. Right. That's true. Especially or, or with the... Or it would become just for the elite. Yes. And, and then, yes, yes. And 
your model and your family of chase your dream, listen to God, put that first and see what happens. That's what we have to do as parents. We have to put God back into the beginning, not at the end or not only in a crisis. And so as education and so many other things are becoming more difficult as parents, it's almost how are they going to do it without it? We have to start with God. And that the model that you have for your children, that's connecting them to God, yeah. to saying, start there. And it's interesting, you're not quoting scripture. You're not you're just saying, chase your dream in the in the context of you've already raised them to understand that God raised them, God created them for purpose a purpose, multiple purposes. Yeah. And who knows that God's not the one that planned the dream. Right. You know. Right. But if you've given them that backdrop of God, then you can say chase your dream. You're not being live your bliss. You're not doing any of that. It's chase your dream because we've already taught you that God created you for a purpose to serve humanity. And God gave you those dreams. So see where it goes. See what he wants you. I think when kids do go off to college, and we have, like I said, we have four that are in college at the same time. Uh, nobody told us that kids would grow up, <laughs> you know, but, but, and it's your joy, you know, it is, but it's, it's also a bittersweet is the word that always comes to mind, whatever it is, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's emotional, but and one is going away this year. He'll be a freshman. The other already mm-hmm. there, you know, but the, the, one of the best things uh, a parent can do for their kid going away to college, uh, you know, besides going to IKEA and <laughs> Target and all those <laughs> garage places, sales too, yes. garage sales, uh-huh. uh huh, is to find the Newman Center on that campus. There's almost not a campus in the country that doesn't have a Newman Center. Public, public or private universities have Newman Centers. They, they're not. In most cases, located on the campus, but mm-hmm. they're very close to the very walking if you look distance. At the ones in in the diocese of Sacramento, Chico State, it is literally a block from the campus. Uh-huh. UC Davis, it's a block from the campus. Sacramento State, it's right across J Street from the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the three that we have here, and, and of course they're accessible to community college students as as well, um, and. In many cases, the the Newmans are are working hard to get the word out while your kid's still in high school, saying mm-hmm. saying you know we're we're at these universities. Here's our phone numbers. Here's here's our activities. We're going to have an activity mm-hmm. on the first during O week orientation week that kind of thing, and you will they are invariably run by very good people they're geared obviously to the college age and they are very very faithful i know i know bishop soto here in the diocese sacrament is very big on our newman centers Mm -hmm. and they they really they provide a church away from home Mm -hmm. but they also provide a home away from home i mean Mm. they're gathering spots they are Mm -hmm. you know drop in and have a cup of coffee and and uh study your your geography Wow. With all the things that have entered into education and every every avenue of ed- education that are other themes than than something that's useful for their degree for them to make a living on and all the all the other ideologies that are coming in. What a, a, a purposeful thing God is doing by here's the handoff. Mom and dad, you've spent the 18 years ish yeah. giving them, forming them, providing the context, the backdrop and everything they need, the tools 
And then it's not going to be a gap to where then they pick a parish when now they get their first job and so on and so forth. We're right there to, to help them navigate when this is the, the biggest time to when they have to start making more independent decisions. And, 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 and also, also the time that we hear about people falling away from the faith. Yes. You know, and, and it's not because you were forcing them to go to mass. It's just you were living by example. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, people can say, well, if they were brought up properly, they, you know, they find the church on their own. Well, it doesn't always work that way. No, know? because it's as, it, there's as much variety as there are people. Yeah. And, and if, if only there was, and you've raised enough children and raised them long enough, and, and I have as well, if there was anything, A, that got you B, We'd all be doing it, yeah, right. but there's there's not even for the same children in the family. It's different, and yeah. and 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 we know that. And how purposeful it is. We there has to be that process, that place that even if they do venture off, then they know the Newman Center is there. They meet faces, they meet people, and they help. They're meet, and they're meeting they're meeting good people. You know, I I, uh, I remember with my oldest daughter taking her to the University of Arizona, which was a long ways from home. It was like about nine hundred miles, and. And, you know, getting her all moved into the dorm and, and all mm-hmm. those things. And and we, it was about 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and we noticed a whole bunch of people walking across kind of the quad, mm-hmm. all earnestly heading toward the same direction. And we thought, oh, boy, a barbecue or something right. you know, for freshmen and, and their parents. You know? Right. And so we thought, well, we'll just follow the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. and see where they're going. And kept following them and following them and following them. They all walked into a church, and it was the Newman Center oh my. at the University of Arizona. And I thought, "Wow, thank you, God." You know, like where did that, that is come from? Yeah. that is because one of the things kids experience when they get out of high school and they go to college is no one's paying attention if I don't show up. Yeah. And there's a little bit of freedom in that. You know, I'm there's gonna a little bit of freedom, and sometimes there's sort of peer pressure the other way. Right. You know, like well, your roommates don't share your faith, and right. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be a real negative thing. It's just they mm-hmm. don't really share it. And, hey, it's Sunday morning. We're going to go to the beach or we're going right. to do this. And you just kind of go along. And mm-hmm. I mean, you hear that all the time about, uh, I mean, I think the demographics are there, that that's one of the prime times when people fall away from the faith. Mm-hmm. And, and the Newman Center, <laughs> they're not there like to hold the dam or something. They're there to... to provide a, a wonderful faith experience and they do uh, the ones the ones that i know um i know i, I know uh, at, at sacramento state and chico as well because they all do get together but mm-hmm. I, I know the the davis one quite well and they're they're really good people running it mm-hmm. very enthusiastic very engaged yeah. and also they're very aware of what right. is hitting these kids and, and so we have this, this sense in our culture right now that they can figure it out on their own. Let them figure it out. Well, someone's going to be there to help them figure that out. And there's not their parents or their family. So they need another framework, if you will, to help them sort it out. Right. And, and from stories from my students that have gone on to college, the Newman Center lets them walk in and say, you can bring out and talk about what a college professor said or what an assignment brought up, and they help you flesh it out in the gospel values and why that's important because there's a real push to like let them figure it out, move parents out of the way. They have to be independent. Why 
it, but we don't do that anywhere else. You've always got someone you can consult with. If you have right. a big decision to make, you can consult, you get a second opinion, right? right? Everything from a doctor to a contractor for your house. But we're expecting college students to not do that. And the Newman Center lets, lets them come in and unload all of that. You know, my, I, I wasn't exposed to this. How to help me sort it out? Because they're saying this and they're telling me I'm not and I should and so on and so forth. And it's important that they have, when, when you say good people, the context of that underneath is they're grounded. They're not swept up in the current how would you say it? Because, I mean, you, you've raised your kids long enough. It changes. Yeah. It changes. Education changes. The, the the issue of the day. Just look at the, I remember my parents talking about the, the skirt lengths. You know, maxi, midi, short, mini, and all those things, and all the different words. But it does. It goes through a cycle. And we think, and our students are going to think, well, whatever's going on now, I have to deal with now. Because it's always been like this. Right. And the Newman Center helps them, is there to be almost like a God's heart and hands. They're standing in the breach like parents do. We have to teach our children about God and help them understand their faith to, to prepare them for the future. And the Newman Center are the are the people that are going to help them take the next step on the bridge mm-hmm. rather than just this open bridge with no guardrails. Right. Right. And they'll, but there's a lot of independence. They're not going to um, take over for mom and dad, but the, you do want them as they have that independence to have someone they can, like extended families, so to speak. So it's like an ex, another rung if you will or another ripple on extended family that they then have contact to like hey this is what they're saying how do i sort this out well, i mean i mean i remember one uh one one day with one of my daughters who need she needed a ride somewhere or something and and i said what time do you need it and and she said like three o'clock or something and i said well where do you where do you need me to pick you up she said well at the memorial union on campus mm-hmm. and i said oh, okay uh and i said so what are you going to do what are you doing at the memorial union she said oh we pray the rosary there on Wednesdays at the Memorial Union on campus. Wow. You know, it's like, holy cow. You know, like, mm-hmm. wow. Right, right. And how, how poignant that is right now because our kids have to do spiritual battle. Children of that age have not had to do spiritual battle in the past. And we know the rosary is our greatest spiritual weapon. And the Newman Center is something that aids in that and helps them. Here, here's your, here's your tools. You don't realize it, but your parents gave you all those tools. So we're going to help you pick out the right wrench and the right mm-hmm. hammer and so on. Because you have to do the work now. Right. And and I would offer that something that, that has been pushed down lower. That we didn't expect them really to do spiritual battle until they were out of college. That's when they had to navigate on their own. And now with parents being pushed out and the institution saying, we've got this. We're going to... These kids have got to do spiritual battle. So the, the Newman Center is giving that support, if you will. And, and, that, and, they're, and they're overt about it. Right. They're, not, they're saying, hey, we know what you're facing. We can, we can talk to you. We can feed you. We can, find, we can um, celebrate Mass and, and to bring God into the present. They really help bring what the parents gave, bring it to the next step until they get to their own parish Right. And so on. And so for, for anyone, that's, and it, if they're on every campus, if your kid is going to college, make this part of it. Even if you have no exposure to it, make this part of when you drop your, your kid off or check them out or check them out a, ahead oh, well, of time. Frequently, too, they, uh, they'll, their, their first event of the year will be a mass that where the parents are invited. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dropping your kid off and maybe you were able to spend the night or something and mm-hmm. and you come come to mass at the Newman Center with them or or in the, in the case of uh, UC Davis they don't they don't have mass at the Newman Center, they have it at St. James. 
which is a few blocks away, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and parents today, we don't really have the picture of what our kids are truly facing because we're handling everything else in life. You know, we're keeping the roof over the head, the food on the table, the, all the bills paid and so on and so forth. And we don't actually know what it's like to be in their seat moving forward. But when students talk to me and w- perfect one was a girl came it was a, uh, in a Catholic um, local Catholic high school and she went to a dance at the local Catholic high school that she was at with the boy that he invited her to his prom. So they went to each other's proms. And he was in a public high school. And it was everything that we would imagine it to be. Not comfortable. Did not want that much body contact. They were just dating. And the music and everything else. And it was a rather uncomfortable evening. And But at her um, prom, because they had been taught how to dance and all the different types of dancing, and I'm not just talking waltzes, but from from Western and line dancing and and um, all the other, I can't think of all the names, but all the other types of dance that we've done from time immemorial, they didn't want to go home after hours of it <laughs> because it's what, because someone had provided the, con- the, the, context, the yeah. context of it, that this is how human beings dance, not this short-term thing that's been going on in the high schools. But we really want to, as parents, to search that out. To, we really have to make that conscious decision an overt effort to, to launch them into a situation where they have someone else because there's so much that's saying, you know, they've got their phone. They can find their way. No, because they're going to search out someone to help them sort it out. And that's what we need to like put out on the table. They're going to find it somewhere. They're going to find someone to talk to. Someone's and and right now, so much or is. Or by co- example, they'll see they'll see what everybody else is doing. I guess that's what you do. Right, yeah. and then you just you just go along. You don't know that there's anything different. And with so much information, if you will, coming over the wall and into the family through through the cell phones, through the media, through social media, through other families, you know, everything kind of comes into your house. We have to help them sort through so much more as God's heart and hands that our job is so imperative that it's parents, we need to take care of ourselves. And we've got to go back to our spiritual roots to, to recharge and to bring up. If, you, if, you're, if this is the senior year of your, your kids in high school and they're going off to college and you've not done the rosary or you don't do the adoration, today's the day to start. Because when you, what's most important is when you see the context what do you do then? You feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't done it. There's nothing I can do. I would offer not. That by starting it, and, and you can say to your kids, I haven't seen it. I, I, we should have done this, but now we're starting. Now we're starting. Yeah. And, th- and that's huge. There's, it's never it's never too late to start. Right. Never, never too late to start. Right. And the parents you see going into adoration in that sweet spot between dinner and bed for that 15 minutes, just 10, 15 minutes, the family comes in and you can see them all. It's just the the how would you call it the grounding the 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 their their faith grows it's like um it's a blessed carlo acutis said like getting a a suntan if we get in front of god our souls are affected by being in the presence of god and and being in the presence of christ and what that does for us and so parents i would offer if even if your kid is at college wherever you start that's what matters because remembering that you are god's heart and hands so amen yes so you were uh cruising Matthew <laughs> you know what when you when you when God gives you a, a lens like he puts contacts on your soul so to speak and you now see everything through the lens of parenthood wow the gospel of Matthew is kind of like a parenting guide yeah. he, he, he he I imagine there's a whole lot more in the Bible for parenting but when you pick up something that you weren't expecting to well, it's, it's, it's amazing how it's woven through because family is so important and um, it's woven through the bible 
uh, it just is, you know. It is, and it's it's it's. How would you say it? It's startling. It's like that was there when you least expect it, and there it is. Right. It's like, oh, that was there the whole time. And that's what I love about scripture is you can hear a different homily, and you didn't even see that before. Yeah. It gives you a completely different angle. But my favorite is obviously the prodigal son story. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful story, you know. And and I got, the first time I heard that story, well, who knows when, um, as a kid. Oh, it was. It, it didn't really resonate. Like, how oh, come he's, you know, what? What's he? Why is he throwing a party for the, mm-hmm. the, the bad kid or what? What you know, mm-hmm. just the kid that went away and didn't obey and et cetera, and the, the poor kid who did all the right things. He's just kind of like, what? You know. And what about me? What about mm-hmm. me? And then I had a son, and all of a sudden that was my favorite verse in the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. you know, my favorite story from the Bible was the prodigal son story because you understood it. You understood that parent-child mm-hmm. bond and and how you would do anything for your kids and how joyful. And, of course, that's God looking at us coming back, you know, and, and with tears in his eyes and going out and looking over the hill to see us coming. Yes. You know, and with great joy, you know, the the we already got the 99 in the barn it's the one that that's lost that he's missing that, that, and yearning for to come home yeah. it's true I know i'm mixing the stories there but well but, the, well uh, the, imp- the case the being same. they're Ryan. the same you know and and uh uh it's just it's, a, it's such a beautiful story and it's it's it sums up that you're always you know and, and we're in the prodigal son story we're not talking about a 12 year old Mm-hmm. Or an eight-year-old, presumably we're talking about an adult, mm-hmm. you know, and he's coming home. You know, right. It, it, there's 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 a bit in there that you're always going to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I, I I understand that the, the the Bible also says that that the time comes when you leave your mom and dad mm-hmm. and you become your own family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. But the prodigal son story will tell you it doesn't contradict that, but it, it will tell you that this this is this son is still that man's son, even though he's clearly an adult. He's gone off in the world. That's true. That's true. You know. And he didn't he didn't leave under maybe it was because he didn't leave under good conditions. He left with a, and it caused a rift because right. he wanted nothing else to do right, right? with his family. Right. Give me my my inheritance and and I'll be going and. So many parents now are feeling that loss. You know, this is, um, a, a, I know of a, a college kid that said to his parents pretty strongly, this is the first generation to cancel our parents with a mm-hmm. bit of a, a an edge in his voice. You know, and we know it, uh, way too many stories of parents being canceled because they didn't agree or something, you know, whichever. And, I, and I'm not talking about when you have an emotionally unhealthy and they, and they, they need space. And even then, it's recommended that you don't shove it in the parent's face. It's like, I need some space. This is not work. You know, there's a lot of dynamics sometimes. And, but this, this is not this. This is the, the, them canceling because you didn't agree. You did or didn't do what I thought, you know, on and on and on. And but it's, it, all, it, it, it all ultimately starts in, in the cradle. Mm-hmm. You know, it just does. That, that raising your kids with love and and um, decency and a respect f- respect for 
that they're made in the image and likeness of God mm-hmm. um, starts in the cradle. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many, so many of uh, there's so many dynamics in in the there family is. now, and there's so much pressure on families, um, and it's even the best of parents and the best of kids. Um, sometimes problems crop up that mm-hmm. uh, that just you know, and you go, y- you 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 may pull your hair and say, "What did I do wrong? What right? Did I do wrong? Why did this happen?" And you you didn't do anything wrong. You just mm-hmm. it just sometimes things happen. But mm-hmm. but for the most part, good parents raise good kids. Mm-hmm. If that's your top priority, if that's you know, um, unfortunately, uh, with so many so many occupations at the very age where you're trying to climb the ladder and yeah. uh, not in a bad way i mean it's, right. it's how you make your living and you want to provide for your family mm-hmm. and you don't always want to be on the bottom rung you want to work your way up um th- at the that's the very time when your kids tend to need you the most right i, I remember thinking raising a career and raising a family at the same time it, were very really hard it's it's a it's a tricky thing and the economics today have become so difficult that you know the the, the two parent fa- uh, the two parents working mm-hmm. is 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 becoming the norm mm-hmm. and it's and i don't think it's I know there's some societal pressure that well, what are, what are you doing besides raising kids? Like that, like that's not noble or. Uh, it's oh, not, I got that coming out of engineering. Time, right? It's like you know, yeah, it's it's enormously full time, but but just economically, mm-hmm. the, the the you need both parents working, mm-hmm. um, just to just to pay the rent, you know, and and that makes it it makes it. A, it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, a challenge, and, and we we don't see we see families scattering more. We mm-hmm. don't see as many grandmas and grandpas, uh, you know, uh, nearby. Nearby, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all those kinds of things uh, have put a lot of pressure on the family. And th- yes, and that's why I say it starts it starts in the cradle, and and uh, when when you make the decision that. You're going to get married. That you're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you happen to be blessed with kids, we don't always have the control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're they're going to be your first priority mm-hmm. in that family. You know that uh, um, other things you might not get that promotion. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's tough because certain jobs have certain demands. Mm-hmm. Some jobs mm-hmm. are pretty well structured they're eight to five or something and, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe they don't take you away as much others others are more hit and miss or you have to travel a lot or mm-hmm. and things that uh gee i if i keep saying no to the boss like oh i can't make that trip or i can't you know right uh, i'm not going to get very far here or maybe i'm going to even lose my job so that it's yeah. It's 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 a tough balance. It, it brings us to and our work knees. Work is very, you know, work is. I mean, the, the church is very big, and uh, all of us are. Work's very honorable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, working for a living is is honorable. Right. It's it's good. It's mm-hmm. you know, I mean, <laughs> the Bible certainly full of stories of people who work for a living. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, and and uh, it demands a lot of creativity. And it does. It, it's it's very uh, it's. It's very good for kids to know that that their parents or parent work 
is working for a living, you mm-hmm. know, is it's an important is, example. Yeah. Right. Because so because one day that's what they're gonna do. Right. And it it, it it is it's a lot more pressure on parents and it looks like a bigger gap and well i won't say it looks like it it, it it is a bigger gap and i think that's all why it's all the more imperative to go back to god you gave us these children you have a plan in mind what is it how do you how do you envision this happening and it's being and it's it's a scary thing and so far as we have to be open to what that paradigm might be and it might be completely different than generationally we've done in, in the family I had to get really creative because I didn't want to. Um, I, I actually I'd planned on working full time after we had our son, but then he was in NICU for a week, and that changed. And so I I shifted. Uh, what how how could I make this work on one income? And I got really creative. And I worked in the time that I was this when I was starting as a math tutor. I worked in the evening hours when mm-hmm. when their dad was home, and then sometimes on Saturday. But I had to manage everything, and it was it was tight and it was a challenge. But it shifted my priorities to like where else can we find joy that God has given us that doesn't have a, a dollar sign in front of it. So it was a completely different. It was stepping off of the the pair of uh, stepping off the merry-go-round and of what we thought how things were going to be. Now it's going to be different. And I will say looking back, God was always faithful. It wasn't always what I was comfortable with, but I think by by understanding and it helped me to see how parents are God's heart and hands that he has this picture in mind. And not only that, he knows where they're going to be afterwards. And then once I got that picture, it's what do I do in the meantime? How mm-hmm. are you going to make this work? And there was always a solution. He, he, he didn't, as we know, God is, what do they say, never never early but never late or rarely early but never late but he always does he always does provide and so when we give it back to him because he wants to provide for these children something will work out like you've talked about your mom working at night mm-hmm. as a nurse and you didn't know she even worked nights she and she was the ever ready rabbit because she didn't sound like she needed much sleep either because she could just keep going i mean she slept a little bit when you guys were at school and then same old thing that the next day and this is what we do for our children. It's that sacrificial love. Right. And that, I think that's one of the things we don't talk about enough as a parent or in the society is that parenting is a sacrificial role. You give up everything for this person that you love so much. I, I can figure out a way or I don't need that or I'm used to this and now I don't have to do this. And I will find a way so that you can, you can have... Whatever it is it's supposed to be, okay, God, I'm yours. Make this work. And he will because he, he, we know every child comes in with, a, and that's why I love um, Matthew 5.14. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. So me as a parent, I'm now, like you talked about, we go back and read scriptures and we see it differently. Like when the prodigal son, when you had your own son and how you saw that it was different. My message to my children actually was, you were created by God, given the light of Christ within you to do good deeds and to glorify God. Your life has a purpose and who you know in this family and moving beyond. This all is is according to God's plan. And my job is to facilitate that, not come in with my own ideas of what I think you should be, which is really hard because we're doing a lot of that right now. If we only think a successful uh, student is one that's in the, is in the sciences and so on. But God created everything. He, he created every person we need. My mechanic would not make a good CEO. And 
a CAO I know, I wouldn't want him near my car because God gifted both of them to do what they needed to do beautifully. But working with students and being a, a private math tutor now, we're not allowing much room for the kids that aren't going to go through the, the university track, through the financial track to run a business or to be in the tech, uh, science industries, is that we need the trades. We need the teachers. We need the people that just want to work alone and run that medical supply store. Well, we're, we're learning. Um, I think we're learning. I'm seeing in state government, especially departments of education and stuff, where they're, they're in, tar- in terms of colleges and community colleges and, and even in the high schools, uh, a real push now to respect that, that, that for the longest time, everybody wanted to be college prep. Right. College prep, college prep, college prep. And uh, now, we're, now we're seeing more emphasis on the uh, trades, if you will. Are, are uh, we looking to bring them back, to fund them uh, and to, to really create them? To really fund them. I mean, oh, great. And, and more than just, you know, sort of like auto shop. And, right. Uh, but, but um, uh, you know, even like, like FFA and things mm-hmm. like that, um, that, you know, 4-H, uh, things, things that taught a lot of ag stuff um, mm-hmm. uh, that, are really, really good programs, but and can lead to careers, mm-hmm. and that that there there are a number of kids that are not. They just college prep is not is not their direction. It's not right. What's they weren't created for, for it actually. And and the the emphasis on college prep is 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 maybe over mm-hmm. em, overemphasized. College prep's fine. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's good, and there are a lot of a lot of people that are, that are going to go on to it, but um, some some it's just not it's not where they are, Mm-mm. and they they have just as much need and just as much they're, they're going to get older and go out in the world, and mm-hmm. they need they need to to have jobs, and mm-hmm. they need to have jobs that pay for their families and et cetera, and um, finally, I think. I've I've seen bills even in the California legislature that are geared toward that, like to because it takes funding, it right. takes funding, and it takes a focus mm-hmm. on that sort of thing. Um, that uh, you know we're we have all been given our special talents by God, mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that they all have to end up at a university. Right, right, yes, because I I had a brother that was not college bound, but he was a master builder. Mm-hmm. He he built a house and he did everything in it he might have hired people for parts of it but he knew how to do it and he could oversee them he was just that talented and so he didn't do well in school we didn't we didn't know how to educate him and he didn't know how to take the information that way and so i've got well, students I mean, now it, i mean it is it is it is absolutely amazing that um that they pretty much I, I'm sure they teach agri- uh, architecture in colleges. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they teach home building. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, they, I don't know that they teach. I, I don't. I never met a plumbing major. Right. I never. They met apprentice. A, uh, you know, uh, auto mechanic major. Mm-hmm. Never did. But those 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 people are making the world run. They 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 yes. literally are building the homes we live in. Building the cars or fixing the cars that we drive or the buses or the trains or the airplanes. Um, Yeah, there's people with college degrees in those fields. Mm -hmm. But it's in in many of those fields, 
they're not college degree and where people. would and where would the the let's just pick the the top of the tech industry be without the person that built their house that built their oh, car exactly. that prepped their food that grew and prepared their food and many of the people in the tech industry were not well, they, they, yeah, I, I must have heard these stories. They dropped out of Stanford when they were nineteen and that's found, true. That's founded legitimate. whatever, right? Know. But they were they were college bound, but in a different way. Yeah. But they 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 were cerebral. They could create right. in their head. Right. But they still. I know we need to return the the attention, if you will, to the biggest picture, which is we need all of it. Yeah, that's you know? exactly right. We need yeah. we need all of it. It's not, and, and you don't sacrifice one for the other. You, you, no, you need as, them both. As a, as a, a society, we, we, we put, you know, we, as a society, we put together education. We mm-hmm. put together laws. We put together everything. Um, as a society, we, we have an obligation to, to the common good. We do. It's, that's, we a, do. A, that's a very Catholic theme, the, mm-hmm. the common good. Mm-hmm. You know, it would, does this serve the common good? And I see parenting having to manage more of that or parents having to manage the common good for their children more than in the past. I could, when I was growing up, my parents could trust the movie rating system. They didn't even have to look twice. And now it's become so muddled. When that I was they growing to... up, there was no such thing as the movie you shouldn't see. I mean, you know. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, that tells you. That tells I, you I'm right serious. there. Because I mean, uh, uh, there was no such thing, well, honestly, as a TV show you couldn't watch. Right. I mean, did, did, I mean, people make fun of <laughs> Ozzy and Harry. Well, do you, you remember seven thirty or eight was the cutoff time? It was family well, hour, then, and then it became that. But, but right. you could watch TV at eleven o'clock at night, and I mean, most kids weren't up at eleven o'clock. But, but right. there was no point in my childhood, and I'm older than you are, so right. that, that my parents would be worried about. Well, what are they watching on TV? Oh my gosh! Because there was nothing on TV that was objectionable you might not wow laugh at the same jokes right you right. might not have a favorite show but they all i mean yeah, I can you imagine if yeah. parents right now could send their let their kids go to the movies watch tv uh watch whatever's on the screen of whatever they're looking at and not have to even think about what's coming through yeah that's they're just shaking their head going really i, I, I know I mean, wow that certainly well i mean for part of my childhood we didn't have a tv yet mm-hmm. you know We'd go down to the Lewis's house at the corner. <laughs> they had a TV, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 then eventually you did, and you know, I mean, you're watching the Ed Sullivan show or right, you know, entertainment when it was entertainment. It, it was entertainment, or it was what we call sitcoms today, mm-hmm. but the the humor was not. R-rated or no. even PG or any. There was no. I mean, there, right. You didn't have to worry ratings, about it. It just was not. It wasn't. It just wasn't part of the society. Right. And so now parents have to be present when the TV's on or when the mo- they have to look at the movie or look at a movie rating well, review ahead. Now with with cable, where we're, we're or I am I, I'm, I, I'm that even sounds old, you know. With, <laughs> but with everything, movie platform, uh, yeah, there's, streaming there's, platform. There's just. A, ton of stuff mm-hmm. i mean they can watch it on their phones they you know right and and we know that they are and they're seeing things that they can't unsee and yeah. so w- parents now have to be 
present in all of those venues, if you will, those platforms and those places to see what they're what is coming through to their child because that's been removed. In the early 1980s, my husband was um, doing his um, MBA and the marketing class said that, um, I think it was in 1981, maybe 80, that had been officially decided in the marketing industry to market directly to children. Yeah, they had been directly, yes, yeah. you marketed to the child for the, ch- I mean, to the parent for the children's products. And they said, gloves are off now. We're, we know it's parent, uh, we're, and they have, and they have, and we're all bearing the, the fruit of that. And yeah, it's now just, just exploded just more. Take a four-year-old down the cereal aisle and see what they reach for. Yes. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And I saw it with the neighborhood kids before we even had kids. Every October, they wanted to be whatever the current Disney movie was for yeah, their costumes. For, for their costume, right. Yeah. So I started. I saw the media influence there. <laughs> so parents, we have all this information coming in. And we and it takes a lot of energy to be present, and it takes a lot of filtering. And that's where, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the Newman Center, that's the great handoff, so to speak, because they're going to hold the similar values than what to what you did. Also merged with the thought they have to figure things out on their own. We're not going to just abandon them and let them, for whoever comes up and talks to them gets their attention. No, they're going to figure it out, but under the guise of what God intends. And that's really more natural, the model, as a human being grows and they move to another town and there's an extended family and there's a church and and everyone's got similar values and attitudes. Right. You're Pretty much wherever your child went in the era that you're talking about, they were going to find the same thing. Yeah. And now they're not. And so as parents and we get ready to launch our children to help them hold on to or to make decisions on their own without someone coming in saying, oh, no, you don't want that decision. Set that aside. I'll tell you what you need to do now because that's what they're doing. They're directly saying, no, you need to do this or something else will happen. We're going to let them sort it out with good Mm God-centered advice, if you will, because if it's not God-centered, what is it? And so there's no more middle ground. It used to be kids could figure it out because they could sort through the and come to the information on their own. No, there's only two people talking right now. And it's either God or it's the enemy. And the enemy has come into every place that your child would look or hear from their friends, from the media and so on. So parents, we need to keep that support going so that they can make a decision that's not regretful. So they can sort mm-hmm. through the confusion as well because there's so much information and disinformation and different experts are saying different things and so much confusion that we want something like the Newman Center to help them do how God, be how God designed them to be more independent, yet do it under the support that God is providing yeah. through the Newman Center. With, with good examples, et cetera. And you know, but you bring up um, failures and that's another place where parents have to really be present. You know, when, when mm-hmm. your kids stub their toe, when they fall, when they, you know, they, they may scrape their knee when they're three. They're scraping something else when, when they're 23. Right. You know, and that's where y- your parental wisdom, guidance, mm-hmm. morals, everything mm-hmm. else comes into play because... Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna face it, you know. They are, they're, and most of us don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but I can tell you one of the best things I ever did as, as a parent when they were getting to that the late teenage, early twenties is I stood in the in the well actually it was teenage years younger than late teens I'd say mid teens to stand in it, and say okay this is what I'm seeing, 
is this, I didn't even know you knew about that. Mm-hmm. Well, and because if we don't bring it up, they're not going to bring it up to us. And they really appreciated the fact that I was willing to stand. Um, what are they? Somebody said it to me once. Instead of being the sage on the stage, removed from them, be the guide by their side, walk through it with them, and it blows parent circuits. They can't believe what the kids are facing and the intensity of it, the pervasiveness of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, okay, these are all the human, nothing's new. It's all the human topics, if you will, the difficulties, but it's the intensity and it's invasiveness. It's coming forward when they, they weren't looking for it. Right. It's not like I have to make this decision, so I'm going to go figure it out. It's coming into their space before they ever get to it. Right. And so we're doing our kids a big favor. If we can take a big gulp and put our big boots on and go into that and talk to them about it initially. And some kids navigate it beautifully. Some kids really need that. And I see that in tutoring because kids will say things to me that they won't. They, they don't have the courage to say to their parents. And I help them to be able to bring it up. And and I say, you know, in some cases, I have to, I have to, I have to, and I will do it with you here. I'm not going to, you, you need to bring this up to your parents because they are the ones that God right. created and gave you and anointed, if you will, by honor thy father and mother and what Jesus said on the cross, mother, here's your son. He anointed parenthood, again, to back up the, the commandment. I have to honor that. I am not going to make you think that I'm going to be the one to advise you. Uh, I'm going to direct you right back to your parents, and I'm going to help you do it. Tell me what the problem is and why you can't, and, oh, they'll be disappointed, and, oh, they're going to be this. Okay, but what's right after that, you know? What's right after that, What after their disappointment? Oh, yeah, well, I know they got my back. I just don't want to hear it. I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, the, the thing that... I think you always have to guard against as a parent is, is yes, you, you, you have the upbringing, you have your codes and the things you expect and, mm-hmm. and et cetera. But just you use that word disappointment. You don't want to create an atmosphere that they're so afraid of, it's not they're afraid that you're going to be mad at them. Mm-hmm. It's afraid that you're going to be crushed. Right. Because that that's be what they imagine. So disappointed right. in, in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's devastating to a kid to the point where, I mean, the Bible even says, you know, don't nag your kid. I don't know. Right. Exactly. It does in multiple places. Right. Don't nag your kids to the point where they lose heart. That, yes. And this is sort of an extension of that where it's, 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 I am. I am so strictly pro-life, right. which I am, Right. that if one of them got pregnant or got somebody pregnant, would they be afraid to come to me mm-hmm. because I would be so disappointed in them? Right. And I tell them that those very stories and say, in, in that situation, you don't mm-hmm. want to okay it right no you don't in that right. situation i would be the best friend you had on earth mm-hmm. and so you so have to actually step ever, into ever it th- don't ever think that you can do something that would so disappoint me that you couldn't come to me or right. to your mom and but see we need right. to step into it before it actually happens yeah, yeah. we need to talk about it before right. and it's uncomfortable it's As, really uncomfortable, yes. and 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 at the time you're saying it, you know, nobody's thinking. I'm not. I'm, right. I'm, what's he talking about? No, they're, they're, you know. So they they have that knowledge that like, 
no, I, I'm. They're they're going to be there for me, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it, because it, it also isn't, ex- isn't probably going to be the best news you ever got, right? But it's it's like okay, okay. Um, it's same thing. I say if you ever find yourself somewhere and and the only driver has had too much to drink or mm-hmm. or you have or whatever i don't care if you're in kalamazoo michigan right do not get in that car mm-hmm. so I we don't. have to anticipate what they might what they might um encounter yeah. and and because we've said that with our our kids because i did the same thing then they would come and they would say oh my gosh she thinks she's pregnant because oh. they felt like they could talk about it because we'd had those conversations earlier and right off the bat and their eyes flew open i said if they're considering an abortion i'll take the baby i'm just telling you right off so let's just get that off the table because that's that's what they're right. now it's now that the the now that's taken away so now we can just worry about navigating. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's just good to know. So they didn't feel like they were stuck within some narrow right. constraints, you know? And so when someone tries to tell them, oh, it'll ruin your life and so on and so forth, it's like, no, 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 we've already got something. So then they, they navigated and it was never necessary, but they knew that I was there with my word right. um, and so on. And that's what we have to do for the kids because when you fully grasp what's going on for our kids and, and sit down and look at the look at the social media and look at what they are dealing with. Walk around their campus, spend some time. Just don't pick them up at the curb, but look at the look and listen and carpools. You become invisible, and they talk, and you just hear. And it's not an if we're going to do this. It's 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 when. My daughter was a sophomore, and a a kid in her class was talking to her about heroin. And she said, Mom, I had health class last year, but this girl's looking so good. And she's saying how good it is because you get to stay up and you're doing your homework and so on. She said, I need, I, and so I was able to get to connect her with a teacher to say, OK, she needs some help. And, and so it straightened it out. So, but to get the information to them, because they just it's just the subtle pieces. That's just one thing out of a million that they're exposed to. But when we really see that parents are the linchpin, if you will, we are the huge we are a huge piece in humanity with a, a critical job. Then, and where does it start? On our knees. It's really yeah. simple. It's that big to draw that much attention to it, but it really is the simplicity. And so of much prayer. of it is, is uh, especially when you're facing problems, is God put the words in my mouth. You know, put the words, put put the feeling. Isn't in my that heart. amazing yeah, how that works? Yeah. And these things come. I didn't even think that. Yeah. And listen to like, that. It was the perfect thing. We this. We need this. You know, we need. We need. We, well, it goes without saying. We right. And need. if you can't get out for adoration, you do a rosary at home. Yeah. You know, in one family, or I know. At the, the Memorial Union. At the what? At the Memorial Union. That's campus. right. That's <laughs> right. Or each child gets a decade or a couple prayers, and you just exactly. bring it down to the child because they're just praying together. So, and seeing yeah. ourselves as God, because when we see ourselves, then it changes it, and God works with us. Jane, always a joy. Thanks Thank so you. Much. It was good to be here. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. We'll talk to you again soon. Bow down and worship him now. How great.